I knew that, particularly when I first started making music, I knew I had a long sort of way to go. It's a long journey and I need to hone my own craft a lot. So I knew in the, in the meantime, I need to find some way to sustain myself. I need to also set myself up with a backup plan in case music, because music's not an easy way to make sure. a living. I've always been a lot more um, quite introverted, quite protected, um, and quite inward with my feelings rather than um, sort of expressing them. Right. And if anything, it only really came out more when I was writing and in the music. If I ever get rich, I'm going to buy a bunch of vinyls. In a room, I'll buy a shelf where I can stack and buy the title. A chair, a couple speakers, and the feeling of arrival as I listen to these lyrics like a reading from the Bible. Today, I have an amazing guest, Noah Bouchard. Noah is a 25-year-old alternative hip-hop artist from Cardiff, Wales. He is known for creating lyrically focused and wonderful music. One of his earliest songs, Pantomime, has now streamed over 3 million times on Spotify alone, gaining hundreds and thousands of streams and views on other platforms as well. Noah has performed countless of times across Wales and in other, and also other parts of the UK, including uh, two intimate sold-out headline shows in Cardiff and London, as well as performance at the BBC Six Music Fringe Festival, Hub Festival and the National Lottery's Revive Live Tour. Noah is one of the current artists supported by the Youth Music UK Next Gen Fund and has had support previously from the BBC Wales Horizons Launchpad Fund, as well as being played on BBC Radio itself, on uh, One Extra, BBC Radio Wales, uh, Represent, uh, Unity Radio, and many other radio stations uh, across the UK. He has also been featured on Spotify's New Music Friday and Fresh Finds playlist, as well as the playlist by Ministry of Sound and Wordplay magazine, to name a few. I'm very excited to welcome Noah today. Welcome to the show, Noah. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Excellent. Uh, I want to start by knowing a bit more about you. Mm. Uh, so, what's your origin story? What's your background? And then, uh, what motivates you today? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I'm 25 years old, from Cardiff in Wales. Um, I've lived in London now for like about six years or so. Um, I'm a hip-hop artist. Um, I've been make, making music now for you know about 10 years or so, I think. Um, and uh, alongside that, then I'm also a pharmacist as well, sort of as my day job, because music is not paying the bills yet. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's basically who I am. That's what I do. Um, yeah in terms of sort of you say what motivates me today yeah I'm just trying to be happy um, I think that's basically what I'm trying to achieve I'm trying to mm. get to know myself I'm trying to express myself I'm trying to support myself um, and live a good life yeah that's what I'm really trying to do yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, I guess um, it's a very good goal to have right when you talk about your music, mm. and you said you started ten years ago, what yeah. get, um, made you get into the music in the first place? Yeah, I've got no idea. Um, I don't remember like starting to make music. I just remember being in it at some point. Mm. I feel. I guess I started really paying attention to music and developing my own taste and working out what I was into probably when I was about twelve, thirteen years old. Um, 
I remember I had like, do you remember the iPod Nanos? Yeah. Yeah. So I used to have one of them. And then at that time, like, you had to, like everybody was like buying music on iTunes and that kind of thing. But I couldn't really like do that because I didn't have any money because I was 12. Um, so I used to just find like free mixtapes and that kind of stuff online. And that's basically what I would listen to. Interesting. Um, and yeah, a lot of that. So it was like getting into sort of grind music to start with and then other forms of hip hop alternative um, rap music. And from there kind of sparked a, I guess, yeah. a sort of yeah, passion yeah, for, yeah. The, for the music in general. And then at some point, obviously, through some form of attention, the deficiency or, I don't know, my big ego thought that maybe I should try to do it myself. And yeah. then somehow I've ended up here. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to your music. It's pretty good. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't beat yourself to that. So yeah, I mean, I mean, the th- the thing with uh, doing something that you really love or mm. something you're passionate about mm. is, you know, the whole thing that you said earlier that it doesn't pay your bills yet, but mm. hopefully it will in the future. But then just taking that step in the first place, the first step is always really hard, right? To, yeah. And get that rhythm going, which you have now. Yeah, I mean, I think. It, to be fair, I'm quite proud of myself. I think it took a lot of courage at first to um, to take that step for, and particularly I think for myself, I come from somewhere where it's not like there's a huge like music or specifically hip hop scene. Mm. Um, as the years have gone on, it's expanded, and I'm you know very proud and happy to be a part of that um, in my hometown. But um, mm. but yeah, I, I didn't know anybody who made music and. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it certainly took a lot at first to try and um, to come out almost yeah. as a musician or an yeah. artist or a rapper or whatever. Um, particularly because I, you know, I was always quite a shy and nerdy kid. To be honest with you, I don't think it's really what people um, expected of me. But but yeah, it, it obviously it's just for whatever reason I gravitated towards it. Um, Amazing, yeah, yeah. And then obviously you said you were you a pharmacist. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. In there, it's like a Superman, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I know you went to uni. Te, te, like I, when I think about you, you I see sort of the hip hop artist uh, or music artist, <clears throat> and then I see a pharmacy, and I'm trying to connect the dots. Yeah. So tell me a bit more about like why did you choose to go to pharmacy? But of course, like you know, you said it doesn't pay your bills yet, so you mm. still need to keep that you know fire going. Yeah. So. Tell me about that route and then how does it connect to this route and uh, what makes you, you know, who you are today, I guess. Yeah. Um, so in terms of um, being a pharmacist, I mean, in, in school, I was pretty good, to be honest with you, like good grades, all that kind of stuff. Um, after I finished school, I um, took a gap year, I suppose. I wouldn't necessarily call it a gap year in the sense I didn't like go traveling and find myself or anything. I, I just worked in a hospital basically wow. um, as a physio assistant. I really enjoyed like being on the wards. I really enjoyed helping the patients mm. um, and having quite sort of direct contact with them. I, you know, it was, um, mm. it was a big thing for me and I, I loved it. Um, but yeah, so I was looking at basically jobs within healthcare or careers within healthcare that I could, I could follow. Um, pharmacy seemed like a nice option. Um, I knew that I wanted to move to London as well because then that helped with I wanted to be with music as well obviously London being kind of the hub in the yeah. UK for that I thought it would be nice to be in London I thought you know I can study pharmacy I can go to uni in London mm-hmm. I can establish myself with a 
career path and I can still follow the music as well at the same time. Right. Um, and now having been through uni and done all my training and being qualified as a pharmacist now, and I, mm. you know, I, I do that um, during the week and I really enjoy it, to be honest. It's a, it's yeah. a nice job to have. I do get a lot of, sort of that direct patient contact that I really enjoyed when I was first working in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it allows me enough time and space to yeah, create my music yeah. as well. So, yeah. You know, I uh, speak to a lot of youth today and a lot of them are sort of, they have a dilemma of whether they should go to uni or not. Okay. Um, because the value doesn't seem to be clear, especially, you know, we've gone through pandemic and uh, a lot of online learning so do I need to go to uni right can I can I just not learn online and and then also you, you know you think about the cost as well of uni it's pretty high right and so then you know it makes it even more like a case for studying online versus physically going to a uni and paying that much money right and I'm not saying there's no value in uni we are in uni at the moment filming mm -hmm. this right uh, so there's definitely value there um but what what was your experience and did you was was it like an easy decision no brainer for you or did you go through the similar emotions i always wanted to go to uni myself um just because for me personally and it's this is only a personal uh of course story i'm not not trying to give advice but um for me personally it, it made sense i knew that um wanting to do something down the route that i where i wanted to go in terms of my career mm. um I had to go uni to do that. I thought, you know, that also gives me a good reason to then move to London as well. Um, I can continue my education and it, it made sense for me. Um, but I do think, you know, it's, it's not an easy choice for everybody. And I think for a lot of people, it makes sense not to do that and to, you know, go in a different direction and do apprenticeships or yeah. internships or go straight into work or whatever it is that suits you. Mm. Um, was, so, there, was there any point where you thought, like, actually... Maybe I should just do the music full time and I don't want to go to uni. Maybe I'll just spend three years just grinding on the music or just like working really hard on the music. Yeah. And was there ever a thought in the beginning that this could be something you could do rather than going to uni? Not so much at first for me. Um, I knew that particularly when I first started making music, I knew I had a long sort of way to go. It's a long journey and I need to hone my own craft a lot. Um, yeah. So I knew in the, in the meantime, I need to find some way to sustain myself. I need to also set myself up with a backup plan in case music, because music's not an easy way to make sure. a living. Um, even if you're successful and you have lots of fans and all that kind of stuff, making actual money from it is very difficult. Um, so I knew I always needed to have sort of a, a plan B or something else that can back me up. So again, for me, that was the decision that I made. Yeah. For other people, I mean, there are you know, I know some other people who are doing that and, you know, doing very well from it. Um, right. right. I guess it's just a personal decision. Yeah, decision. Day, yeah fair but, enough, yeah. yeah. And of course, like, you know, when you think about, like, all the choices and you go to uni, there's a lot of pressure, right? Mm -hmm. So the mental health side of things can become quite tricky. Did you have any experiences um, around mental health? and Because uh, I know you write a lot about uh, yeah. mental health and your songs refer that... Um, uh, to mental health quite a bit so tell me your journey on that front and why did you uh, I mean if you think about like your journey from like pre-uni in uni and then of course right since then till now and then of course you're writing about you know mental health as well mm -hmm. connect the dots for me here I think the, the weird thing for me and I'm, I'm probably 
reflecting more upon several years ago now. Um, I don't think I necessarily recognised it while I was in it. I think I ended up in a place where I was isolating myself quite a lot. Um, even a period of time, I think I just like stayed in the flat on my own for like two weeks and just like barely spoke a word to anybody. I think I was very lucky that I had one friend who checked up on me a lot and um, she wasn't presently in the country but was texting me and making sure make sure yeah. I was all right all the time, which was um, a big part of them helping me to it's a very big part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Um, get my own way sort of out that hole. Um, but yeah, I think it was difficult to recognise it at the time. I think because I was um, aware and I'd seen issues of depression, anxiety and mm. similar things um, play out in people that um, I knew and was close to. Um, mm. And I think the way that I displayed it maybe was a bit different to how they would. And yeah. I've always been a lot more um, quite introverted, quite protected um, and quite inward with my feelings rather than um, sort of expressing them. Right. And if anything, it only really came out more when I was writing and in the music, um, which is a bit weird. I feel like in some ways I learned more about myself through what I was writing rather than the writing expressing what I was thinking. Maybe that's a weird way to put it, but um, I feel like sometimes I write things and then I can look back afterwards and be like, oh, that was quite dark. Um, so it almost tells me more about myself through that. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's almost like journaling, right? When you actually yeah. write it down, it makes it... You're almost kind of letting it out. Yeah. But also, for you, it's like you're making a beautiful song out of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that is one of the positives, I suppose, is that... And one of the things that kept me going during that time is that I'm able to turn what is quite a negative experience into a positive product at the yeah. end of the day, you know? Um yeah. I'm able to produce something out of that darkness. Right, um, right, yeah. What I will say is I think over the over several years and with the support of my friends, my family, and getting to know myself as a as a person, um I'm a lot more happy and stable and um aware of my own emotions mm. now than I would have been back then. Yeah. Which I guess is part of just masculinity as well is particularly I think during my sort of teenage years you go from being quite an expressive sort of preteen um because you don't really think too much at that point you're just acting and then as you get older you're like okay no I'm, I need to rein it in you know I need mm. to keep things to myself this isn't cool um I'm gonna cry in front of my friends they're gonna think I'm stupid um and yeah trying to then unlearn that later in life um and because I think I, I completely lost attachment with what I was actually feeling. Um, I couldn't recognise an emotion while I was feeling it. And, yeah, that's something that now I, I think I'm trying to develop later It's on. a very common thing I've heard, honestly. Mm. It's like, you know, that phrase of, like, man up. Yeah. Like, shouldn't cry in front of your friends or even family or nobody, mm. right? Because you're supposed to be this tough mm. and you have to keep it together and don't show your emotions to everybody because that makes you a bad man or mm. whatever right mm. and that's so wrong because we, we're all humans regardless of the gender right we all have emotions uh, varying degrees of emotions even if you're the same gender you might 
uh, deal with certain problem very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because you're showing your emotion doesn't make you a less of a person or a human, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole um, image the society has built for certain genders that you have to keep it inside and you can't do this, you can't cry. Yeah. It's, I just find that almost ridiculous, honestly. And I think, you know, like I've heard so many people say recently that mental health is essentially a pandemic. Um, COVID was a pandemic and kind of finished, well, it's finished, but mental health is like a forever pandemic. So mm-hmm. we have to always look after your, well, you have to look after your mental health, mm-hmm. but also what you mentioned, like your friends, your family, they also play a big part in, in you know, your own happiness as mm. well, right? So was there, was there um, one point where it was, it was you sort of, you know, realizing or self-awareness that you said, okay, well, you know, you started writing down. Was that the point that you said, okay, well, I think there's something here that I need to like suddenly realize and um, change and, you know, do maybe something about it um yeah um i don't know if there was necessarily one sort of light bulb moment mm. of ah I'm, it could be many I, yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think it was more of a sort of gradual realization but um yeah there was definitely points i was like okay i'm not, don't think i'm being myself right now um this isn't how i want to act it isn't how i normally see myself but something's clearly gone a bit wrong and I need to put myself back on track and it takes a lot of mm-hmm. effort and willpower to do that yeah. um, for anybody and obviously again I think I'm lucky but I've had the support of my um, my friends and people that I'm close to over those over those years yeah, um, yeah. so yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily sort of one moment specifically but the music helps with it yeah. um, I don't it's not certainly not a cure by any means um, nowhere near a sort of Therapeutic as actually talking to people is, and um, and the kind of reflection and self learning that you need to go through, but yeah. um, but it, it certainly helps. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think just to go back to sort of the masculinity side of things as well, and sort of the, the man up. Um, yep. Pandemic, as you said. Um, I guess w- one of the things that I think is just important to note as well is it's not easy for women either um, of course as much as you know we, it's, it's with men it's an issue of expressing ourselves um, but I, I don't think it's easy for women either and I think that the pressure that me, um, the men feel not to express themselves is also mostly created by men as well um, anyway yeah just want to put that out quickly it's it's uh, it's actually true um, you know we've uh, we've had uh, people on the show uh, and one of them specifically lost their son, and they were twenty something. <clears throat> and uh, what some of the stats that I've learned are just shocking. That you know, like sixty percent of the life um, taken away by like suicide, basically, are, are men, mm. and they are in like thousands, right? Not not in tens or hundreds, like thousands of people every year. Yeah. Um, specific more men than women yeah. and I'm sorry this is not a comparison yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just saying there's if clearly there's something that is affecting a little bit more um, to men than yeah. um, women but of course like you know it doesn't matter if you're as I said like any gender you could yeah. face same issues exactly Absolutely, the same yeah. issues and yeah. you could go through exactly the same depression anxiety yeah. um, but the point that you make is so important because 
if you are in a, a male group of friends versus a female suffering from repression female group of friends you i don't know for some reason females feel comfortable talking to each other in a way mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent versus mm-hmm. like you know if i'm like if i'm sad some days i never pick up the phone mm-hmm. uh with my male friends and say i want to talk i want to talk to you about why i'm sad mm-hmm. i would never do that i don't know why uh, i might talk to my wife yeah um or or my mum or my sister mm-hmm. uh maybe uh, that, that's a big maybe but most of the time i keep it inside yeah because it's like I, i it's fine i can i i can i have to deal with it i have to be strong whatever like whatever stories that you tell yourself mm. to just like numb it down mm. but really there needs to be an outlet whether you whoever you speak to doesn't matter gender whatever or, or even like get professional help mm. just get help is mm. the answer is the answer really right yeah for sure um i did get something that i'm trying to and i probably encourage other men to do the same um big sort of considered effort to actually speak to your other male friends mm. um and not only for your own benefit but for theirs as well yeah um cuz yeah and, and again for me at first i definitely found it easier speaking to my female friends um which is lovely and also men please have female friends yeah. um <laughs> please <Yeah. laughs> um but um but yeah tr- trying to then breach those topics with your male yeah. friends as well is is um it's important just so, just so we can learn to express ourselves. Um and with the music as well, I think it does help that given that it's publicized, there's almost less to hide, you know. Everybody kind of knows what you're um feeling. Yeah, that you're putting your feelings out there to the whole world. Um which um there's a vulnerability that comes with that. that I think then helps in those conversations as well. Yeah. Let's talk about one of your songs. Um you you have this song called Bad Bound. Oh yeah. Uh tell me about that song a bit more. What is it about and maybe what why did you write that song specifically and what's the message that you're trying to portray with that song? Sure. Um I don't remember writing it actually. Now I think about it. Now I haven't really thought about it. Um I don't remember the, the the actual writing process. But I think at that time I was um just trying to get across that idea of the isolation that you feel when you're just been sort of stuck in one room kind of thing um and the the loneliness that comes with that um and the the way that you kind of start second guessing yourself and um spiraling um weirdly I think that song actually I made it um, several months beforehand but I think it was released during sort of prime pandemic lockdown time so it kind of took on a bit of a new meaning at that time as well right. um obviously being sort of locked in yeah um but yeah and to this day it's, it's one of my favorite songs I've done I don't know I just think it sounds quite nice what's your favorite few lines I'm terrible at just reciting lines off the top of my head <laughs> um there was something along the lines of um I can find a dark in a rainbow. I can find the edge on a halo. Ah, oh, yeah, what was it? I can find oppression in heaven. I can find the hate in an angel. I can oh, find yeah. a dark in a rainbow. I can find the edge on a halo. The boy in the water, 
the boy in the corner with the blood in the water and the dust on the floor because the bed's ever calling. Yeah, I think that was that was probably love my favourite little yeah, part. Yeah, I love that. I could I, like I could listen part. to that song, <laughs> live performance. Yeah, uh, amazing. Come along one day. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, as you uh, said that you know, getting into music music industry is tough, but then also making it is even probably tougher, right? Of course. I mean, you think about like um, young people like yourselves trying to get into this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it starts with passion. Of of mm-hmm. course, it starts with some skills something right yeah. but once you get past that mm. um what are the hurdles in the industry and uh, and making it you know making it somewhere uh, in your yeah. opinion I, I mean i'm no expert on this i'm still very much trying to work it out myself um and i'm still fairly early stages as well in, in in terms of that sort of progression um but that, yeah, I think that's quite a lot. I mean, there's the way that you um, market yourself, the way you brand yourself, um, and these things are really difficult things to work out because in it almost feels like you're kind of putting yourself in a box a bit, and you're saying, "Okay, I am this specific person." And of course, nobody is one specific person. We're all so multifaceted and yeah. um, malleable. So. It's difficult to then kind of settle on one specific thing that you are. And I guess it can change over time, but still. Um, also, where you are specifically, geographically, because so much of it comes down to just who you know and the contacts that you make. Um, yeah. And I don't just mean that in the sense of um, knowing somebody who's like head of a record label or that kind of stuff, but even just getting to know people who um, have a good vision and a good idea of creative direction and who can push you in the right directions. Um, people who understand and can produce for you or can do photos and videos for you or can help you out with, um, I don't know, styling or wh- whatever it is it might be, dependent on what you're specifically trying to do. Sure. Um, there's so many sort of elements to it and trying to get it all right is, is obviously a difficult thing. It takes quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and... It can become quite overwhelming, right? There's like sure. so many things to deal with or yeah. to fix or to um, it's kind of it's like like a big puzzle in a way. You're trying to put it all together, right? Yeah, there's a whole social media element of it as well, sure. which um, is such a big thing now, and there's still something that I'm trying to get my head around. I'm not the most tech savvy guy, but um, trying to work that out as well but yeah there's so much that goes into it and a lot of it also is just luck at the end of the day um i feel like that if you want to give yourself the best chance um and this is what i'm trying to do is just make the best music you can um and i feel like the the better the music there is then the more chance that people you'll get into spaces where you're going to meet the people who are able to then help you further along that journey you're going to gravitate towards people who also have a similar vision um and you'll find yourself in part of a sort of a community of people mm-hmm. who are sort of like-minded and um, yeah, yeah. have similar goals in mind. So I, I think that's yeah. ultimately the best thing you can do is just yeah. make your end product the best it can be. Yeah, quality matters, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you have quality product, then yeah, people will come and get it. I guess mm. so. It makes sense. What what uh, what do you wish for if um, if there was a, a few wishes to be granted? What help would you want from the industry, from the people in the industry? Oh, lots of money, please. <laughs> Apart from the money. <laughs> um, 
Some money is one, know. of I, course. I, I guess. Um, I guess at the moment, what I um, would value is firstly people with a good ear, um, and I do have a few of those people. But you know, it's always good to have feedback and people who are going to push you in the right directions. Because it's so hard to tell when you're making the music. Yeah, you get so lost inside it and. It's difficult to get an outside perspective and people who can maybe see that and work out, okay, this needs to change, that needs to change. This is where this can go to um, to make it work. That that would be very useful. Um, something to... I really enjoy like music videos. Um, and at the moment, I'm trying to obviously make that and make the coolest thing I can on a fairly small budget with a small team. Um, it'll be amazing to be able to expand that vision. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess time. Time, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. People's time is uh, very valuable. Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, yeah. It's a difficult thing to come across, yeah. isn't it? When you, when you think about like young people generally and then maybe in context of the music industry if you, if you will what are the positives that you see because of course you know you talked about the hurdles and the wishes mm -hmm. that you have but there yeah. must be some positives for someone 100%. to cling on to right what are 100%. the positives in your mind um, one of the most um, important and um, things I, one of the things I appreciate most about being involved in music is the community that I've built um, and that I'm a part of so many sort of important people to me that, you know, close friends that I've made that I, that I, people that I wouldn't know um, had I not been part of music. Even like, you know, I, I live with one of my friends who I know because of music. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's just, yeah, so many people that you, you meet through this who are really genuine, lovely yeah. people. Um, that's definitely one of the most important things. The confidence is a big part of it as well. As I say, when I was young, I think I was much more sort of shy and introverted person, and I still, to some extent, am. But um, but it's given me that confidence so I can stand on a stage and not feel scared in front of people. Yeah. And the vulnerability that comes with that, particularly with the kind of music that I make, and being able to express that in front of the world or and whoever is there watching in front of you, mm. complete strangers or even people that you know well, which is sometimes more daunting. Yep. The confidence to do that is um, something that I'm really, really grateful yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of kind of vulnerability, as you said, right? But I feel like that almost results into a lot more confidence because it gives mm. you that hope that, well, I've just done this crazy thing that I, I was just playing in my head for yeah. days, weeks and months. But it wasn't that bad. So then it gives you the confidence to do it again and again and again. And hopefully with that, you know, going back to your point about honing your craft yeah. comes along with that because you're doing it again and again. You're practicing and practicing. And then it, hopefully you get better and better, For right? Sure. And then hopefully the success will follow after that. Yeah. And and, it, and su success is a difficult word because there's obviously the sort of financial and career success. But in many ways, I'd consider myself a successful musician without that. Mm just because I make things that I'm really proud of. Yeah. And I've met beautiful people through it. Amazing. I've, you know, created connections and I've been able to, with the help of my producers and the people that I keep around me, um, make ideas in my head into real life things that other people can hear. That's a beautiful experience. Yeah. Um, and 
absolutely I call that a, you know, yeah. a success yeah. so I, I've loved hearing your perspective on various topics we've discussed uh, one of the last questions I asked uh, asked guests on the show is if you were young again uh, so in your case you're already very young compared to me so if you were like 16 18 again and you know you're trying to decide okay what do I do do I take that gap year or not should I go study pharmacy should I move to London mm. what advice would you give to your younger self uh believe in yourself man um i don't know yeah i feel like having that confidence um and self belief is really important and something that maybe i was lacking a little bit at that point in time um through all these experiences that i've had you learn so much you meet so many people and you have experiences that you always going to remember um no matter what route you take um and i think ultimately just don't panic too much it's going to be okay really stick with it um and i guess maybe maybe try not to be too scared of taking risks um but yeah i think look looking back at myself back then i i wish maybe i had a little bit more confidence just to um just to learn about myself and express myself Thank I you. think that's the most important thing. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for coming on the show. I am going to put you on the spot. Okay. And ask you to maybe if you want, you don't have to, you can say no. Um maybe do a few lines of rapping for us for whichever song you feel like or whatever you remember <laughs> as you as you were struggling earlier so. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh whatever you want. And you don't have to as I said. Yeah, sure. No, I want why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um let me see what shall I do for you. Okay, so mm little exclusive. Um I'm working on an album at the moment which I'm hoping to release later this year. Um it's still in the works, but I'm sort of nearing the end of it now. Um let me see, maybe I can do the first verse of the first single for you if I remember it correctly. Okay. Um and it goes like If I ever get rich I'm going to buy a bunch of vinyls in a room or buy a shelf where I can stack and buy the title a chair a couple speakers and the feeling of arrival as I listen to these lyrics like a reading from the bible in rare moments of reprisal I let my hopes and dreams above the seat for land insightful achievements ain't as healing as I thought they'd be trying to hold on to the hand that brought the horse to see the water as the common saying goes you can't force them to fill their thirsty bodies or to carry you on forwards give a start to follow but the pull is too alluring keep it too far out of reach and too close to be rewarding Illusions of completeness at the destination, so I jump a little higher like it's heaven waiting. Left me empty like the end of the rainbow. Didn't make it, but I came close. And yeah, so that's the first I'm verse amazing. of that song. I'm gonna so, applaud uh, on that. Thank you thank so you much for much. sharing. I love it. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, right. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me.